Life wins. Let's celebrate together on this episode of Pushback. you're concerned about the direction our culture is heading, then maybe it's time to push back. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Pushback. Let me tell you my situation as it stands right now. So I am at uh, just outside of Glacier National Park in Montana. And of course, you know, you'd think you've would have learned your lesson by now. But as you know, as I've done these podcasts and re- have released these podcasts in the past, I've, I've purposed to sort of wait somewhat to the last second, just in case something happens in this world, to uh, record my podcast. Well, of course, uh, I was leaving for a family camp here in Hungry Horse, Montana, just outside of Glacier National Park. And because of that, I recorded the previous week's podcast, and then I recorded the next week's podcast, knowing that I would be gone. Of course, we are driving, after I finished doing two podcasts, driving in our car, heading out west, when we get the news that Roe v. Wade is overturned. You'd think I would have learned, like the biggest news that, as you know, if you've been listening to my podcast, this is the biggest news that I've been looking for since I started this and really for my adult life. And so my wife and I, we celebrated uh, and we cried and we wept and we called our parents and we called our children and, and we declared in the Clausen household that this is now going to be a national holiday for us. And we talked and brainstormed about different ways that we can celebrate life um, on the very, very special day of uh, in, in June, June 24th, 2022. What a day, what a day that will go down in history uh, as a moment where things really shifted and turned. So I am sitting here now uh, in my lodge room at camp uh, recording this podcast. I have my phone kind of on my briefcase, (laughs) kind of leaning on there, hoping it's going to stay. There might be some noise in the background because it's a busy lodge where people are coming and going. And I have my laptop sitting here on the desk and some ruffled beds with our sleeping bags and things behind me. when you get this podcast, the YouTube video might be delayed by a couple days uh, because we're heading home tomorrow and my daughter usually gets that all produced and ready to go on YouTube. But I will have this podcast ready to be released on Wednesday as scheduled. And then the one that I recorded before, we'll get to that one eventually (laughs) because this news trumps everything. It trumps everything. What an announcement. This is after uh, almost 50 years. 1973 is when Roe v. Wade was, um, in my my opinion, errantly put into place. And there have been millions upon millions of lives lost because of it. But we as a nation now can rejoice because there is an, the Roe v. Wade has been overturned and, and nothing will be the same again. 
Now, we know that there's still work to be done, but I believe this is going to be one of those where were you when you found out kind of moments. And for us, it's going to be driving in the middle of nowhere in northern Montana when we heard. What a thrill. Um, what a victory. What a victory for family. What a victory for our nation. What a victory for the moral compass and fiber of what we stand for in this country. I do want to say, though, as a cultural reformer, as one who have been, has been calling for this, that this is the starting line not the finish line. It's super important that we understand that, that this is a time for celebration, but also a time for us to be sober, for us to be vigilant, for us to be strategic in what happens next. I'm at a family camp, it's called Revival in the Rockies, and there's just dynamic leaders, and of course we've been celebrating this, um, literally celebrating uh, this ruling uh, because of the tremendous impact it just takes not only on our country, but in the heavenlies. And so I want to share a little bit about some of the things that have been talked about here, just in the heavenly realm. And I think the most important is, uh, is sort of this understanding that this ruling is going to unearth and it's going uh, to, um, uh, to expose true allegiances. Now, we've already seen, of course, on the news and listening to some of the opposition uh, from the Democratic Party, um, we can see the, the, the vile nature of their response. And my friends, we have to understand that our battle is never flesh and blood, but principalities and powers. And there is a principality that actually got dethroned a few days ago. It's a principality and the demonic forces, the forces of evil that are connected to the spirit of death, uh, of, of abortion and over our country, uh, those demonic forces are raging. And so we should absolutely expect to see a response, and we're already seeing it, a, a somewhat irrational, angry, uh, um, maybe even violent response to what is happening in this world and we need to have our eyes open and we need to be ready one of the words that came out of this camp is that soldiers will see this as a win generals will see this as an as an inevitable retaliation there is a an apostolic picture of what is happening here that there's going to be retaliation by the forces of darkness that have have held this realm for decades. So don't be surprised that even what you would have had have had considered rational voices sounding irrational. But we also cannot underestimate the value of removing the cloak and the mantle of heaviness and darkness over our nation. What a win. It's a win. It's a win for family. It's a win for life. And it's worth celebrating. <laughs> Still pinching myself. I had the privilege of teaching here uh, about family. That's our, our life message. And we're teaching every day about family. And of course, I couldn't help but uh, talk about this ruling. And the first thing I said is I would like to say I, I can't believe it. But the truth is, the reality is, is that I do believe it. I do believe that things like this happen in the kingdom because he is on his throne and he is almighty. 
and people, including myself, have been praying for this for years, have been calling out for this for years, and this is a manifestation of the goodness of God over our nation. But it is going to unearth some allegiances. We're going to see true colors exposed, some that have been maybe even running under the radar politically, um, in the world, and in families, but also, and I know this is sobering to hear, but also in the church. There is a surprising number of churches and the church affiliations that have been pro-choice. And for whatever reason, those are going to have been running underground or under the surface. These are all going to become unearthed. And there is going to be a reckoning there in the spirit and in the conversation of the spirit. So it's so important that we understand that this is the starting line, not the finish line. I am so encouraged as a nation when these, this, this veil of darkness is removed, even though it isn't the final answer. And we know that only about half the states um, could have as much as a ban versus a limitation and several, maybe even up to half the states, things won't change at all. I realize that. But when this cloak or this veil of darkness is removed, what I'm so hopeful about, what I'm so excited about, is that then we can see clearer as a nation. And we can see and we can feel the tangible goodness of God. His goodness, only his goodness and his divine nature could have placed these dominoes in place, uh, put them in place so that what we saw just happen a few days back actually happened. Let's just think about this. My family was actually, uh, a couple of our children and my wife and I were actually at a Donald Trump rally in Bemidji, Minnesota. This when he when during his campaign, his last election. And he was there live and we were listening to him and it's something that we will never forget. But it was at that campaign when there was a murmuring through the crowd and somebody finally yelled out to Donald Trump that Ruth Bader Ginsburg had just died. She had just died while we were at this rally in Bemidji, Minnesota. And it was shortly thereafter and uh, uh, through the administration of the Trump administration that these conservative judges, these constitutionalist judges were put into place. And I believe that by Donald Trump being proactive in getting these judges um, uh, into the Supreme Court, that obviously this has made all of the difference. And I said it once, I'll say it again. I think history is going to show that Donald Trump, through the vaccine and through the placement of judges that have just overturned Roe v. Wade, he is going to save more lives of Americans than any president in history. I believe that's true. then there had to be a groundswell of, of understanding and support and even the option or the idea that something that had been in place for 50 years could actually be overturned. And it was. <laughs> I just, I'm pinching myself. I can't, I was going to say I can't believe it, but I do believe it. I do believe it. And I'm so grateful. And I am rejoicing and I'm hoping that you are rejoicing 
with me. Now we have to we have to remember that as the as the as this veil is lifted off of our nation and the nation is able to see clearer that I believe there is going to be an affinity for goodness. I believe that this is a start of the affinity for an affinity of goodness. If those of you who have been listening to my podcast faithfully throughout these past two and a half seasons, you'll know that I did a whole series on William Wilberforce and how there was that eerie similarity between his movement to end slavery from the Africans in England and our fight against abortion. It's the civil rights issue of our time and the civil rights issue upon which history will judge us. And I remember William Wilberforce, his strategy, and I love this line, was to make goodness fashionable. To make goodness fashionable. And my friends, I believe that the overturning of Roe v. Wade is a start of that. I believe there is a goodness attached to valuing a precious um, a human life that cannot defend itself. There is a goodness about that. There is a purity about that. And I believe that our country is shifting. And I believe that when this veil has been lifted, I think more and more people, I think the poles even are going to shift even in a greater way, will see that this feels right, that the sky isn't going to fall, and that these kids who are born are going to be cared for and taken care of, and there will be resources. There will be beautiful adoptions. There will be Families that are restored and healed and and able to move forward with what they were given, which is a blessing. And I believe that as they see that and as they as they feel that goodness, that there's going to be a desire to to be good, a desire to to exercise goodness. If you remember William Wilberforce, he, he was laser focused to free the slaves, to end the slave trade in England. But his strategy was to do good. He took care of of animals and of charities and of orphanages. And and, and he went around doing good so that there was a, a culture of goodness. So that goodness would be fashionable. And I just feel in my spirit that this is just a start. Because I think people are going to see deep down, and I believe the younger generation that's coming behind are becoming more and more pro-life because it feels right. It feels good. It feels wholesome. It feels pure. And we know that it's in alignment with heaven. My friends, this is our country. And we just had a win. We just had a moralistic win in our country when we felt like the the winds of morality were blowing in the opposite direction this is huge we need to be ready we need to have a concerted effort and like i said this is just the start not the end this is not the finish line I mentioned before that I'm from the state of Minnesota and the state of Minnesota tends to lean towards liberal ideologies but I'm telling you that things are shifting Things are shifting even in the governor's race that has now been called a toss-up. How exciting is that? In a democratic state, the race for governor is called a toss-up because people are unsatisfied. 
They're unsatisfied with a with a radical liberal leaning um, headship and governorship uh, over our state. And I believe that this abortion issue is going to be center of that. It's definitely going to be a campaign issue. There is no doubt about it. So I want to remind you in this podcast real briefly and quickly because this is going to be conversation now. And don't be surprised that people are going to engage you in cultural conversations regarding this topic. Like, how do you feel about it? What is your position on it? And you need to be ready with an answer, with a compassionate answer. And it's okay to quote scripture, but but when you're speaking with a secular world who doesn't connect with Jesus or scripture, we need to be able to connect with them from a moralistic standpoint and be able to discuss this issue intelligently, compassionately, and with honor. And so I would like to remind you of the strategy that this topic is 100% about when does life begin. They're going to try to steer you away from that conversation, talk about women's liberties, talk about taking away contraception, talk about... uh, uh, the other agendas that the GOP may have in this regard, and they're trying to steer you away from the only discussion that needs to take place. When does life begin? And when we challenge people and force them to have give an answer, the problem for them is going to be is that everybody's going to answer a little bit differently. And if that's true, and if the answer is different for every person, then some people in that group are going to think that other people in that group are murderers. <laughs> there's, there's only one way for us to not be wrong about the question of when does life begin. And that's if we consider it at conception. That's the only way as a society we can be not wrong. We could never ever make a mistake on the side of killing a human U.S. citizen life. And that's what it's all about. It's what it's all about. Don't let them dissuade you. Don't let them go on a tangent. Don't let them talk about anything else about other than when does life begin. It's the ultimate question. And we may not all agree on the right answer, but we know how we cannot be wrong. We will never be wrong if we say that life begins at conception. And that's what it's about. That's what it's about. And we need to always continue to talk about that. So stay focused, stay vigilant. This is a time to celebrate. But let's not celebrate long. (laughs) Let's get back in the saddle and let's begin to work on this. It starts with your neighbors. It starts with your realm of influence. And then ultimately becoming involved even more on a national scale or a local or regional scale. Because this is the civics right the civil rights issue of our time, period. We got a win. We got a win. (laughs) I'm so excited. But it's just the start. It's not the end. 
So will you work with me? There's going to be many more podcasts about this as we go forward and the political uprising that is going to take place on both sides, as especially as we head into the midterm elections. Believe me, this is going to explode. But it's a good explosion because we're on the winning side. We are on the winning side. We are on the moralistic side. We don't have to be angry. We don't have to be cruel. We don't have to be dishonoring. But we can sit in that place where heaven is smiling upon our nation. Where there is now healing for our nation. I believe that. And as we move forward together, we can participate in the healing. I am so grateful that you listened to me again on this podcast. I, 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 you know, when I pre-record these, it seems to always be a mistake. <laughs> so I knew that I, no matter where I was here at camp, I needed to record this podcast so that we could celebrate together. I encourage you to go back and listen to my previous podcast regarding abortion because you know my heart in this. This is what has driven me. And I feel like we got to win. It's a start. So thank you for listening to me again this week and be ready for much, much more. We are living in an exciting time because things are shifting. So exciting. So let's go together now to set and shape the culture.